0: Welcome back to the Forget Me Not Diaries. I'm your host Tyra, and I'm your host Bree. We are two lifelong besties who are delving into what makes us us. Welcome back to the podcast. We are now on episode five. Um, I'm your host Tyra, and I'm your host
1: Bree. I know it feels kind of crazy. I know we say that like every time. I know.
0: <laughs> I know we do. Oh, um yeah. today we are interviewing Brianna's mom yep. Carrie it's a super special episode
1: guys this this lady i can't even tell you I can't even tell you <laughs> she is she's just very unique she i i don't think I've met anyone like my mom don't think I ever will meet anyone like my mom I agree she is one of a kind so I mean she's gonna she's over here sweating,
2: sweating <laughs> i'm not sweating i'm gonna oh my goodness
1: (laughs) we talk her up we do we do but yes welcome to my mom carrie to the forget me not diaries how are you feeling today you excited to be here
2: oh yeah this is kind of cool i like what you guys are doing it's neat i'm excited to be one of your first guests
1: yes i am so excited that you're our first guest it feels so special to me it really does um but i don't know we have a couple of really great questions here we're gonna just kind of like do a pick your brain kind of get to know you um we all have kind of we kind of are feeling like mom's gonna be a repeat guest
0: yeah because she has wonderful insight on life and the universe and magic anything magic,
2: awesome. magic sparkles Angel life magic yeah. sparkles
0: <laughs> <laughs> but she's uh uh takes no shit Woman, lady. Lady. yeah, yeah, that's for fucking
1: sure. She's a Taurus mm-hmm. Sun, and she lives up to that.
2: <laughs> yeah, they have a name for me at work. What's that? Yeah, don't you remember the magical unicorn? Yes, the mystical unicorn. Mystical right? yeah. unicorn. All that, right. And then they do have me do the the mean stuff too. <laughs> yeah, they have me touch things and make them work and fix things, and she then they have the me, you know, put the hammer down if I need to.
1: I love that. Yeah. <laughs> well, are we ready to get into this? Let's see. We've got a couple of great questions here, and I'm very excited to hear her perspective because I just love it.
0: Well, and you also said on the phone the other day that your mom is a lot of your reason why you have your certain beliefs in your life. Yeah. And so it's kind of fun. Like you said, it'd be cool to know like her beliefs and, what and where she you. came
1: from. Yeah. yeah.
0: And what your story was like. So yeah, I'm very
1: excited for that. So question number one: Do you believe that you have a soulmate? Why or why not?
2: Well, it'd be cool to find that one that that mythical soulmate that everybody hears about that twin flame, your other half, the one that is your person but I think that we have more than one soulmate that we have in our lives, like soul connections. Like, you know, my connection with Brianna, for example, I believe is a soulmate connection. And, (laughs) and, uh, you know, I believe that, you know, my relationship with my ex, your stepdad, Jake is a one of those because I prayed for me to meet the person that was my equal, my other half, my, person I was supposed to be with and he showed up and we were together for, you know, 19 years and we learned a lot and grew a lot. But we also, I feel like those people come into your life and they're not always there for the long run. It's not like you meet them and then you're with them and then it's locked in. You know, sometimes those people serve their purpose in your life and they move on and you have other connections come in or other experiences that you have to have. That it's not always going to be, you know, you finding that perfect love and then that being it for the rest of your life you know there's different paths that you have to take and different purposes people serve and they don't always serve a long period of time sometimes they're shorter and they have an impact on you nevertheless
1: absolutely I mean I totally agree I mean from the very beginning like I mean I grew up hearing stories from mom about you know, even my
2: conception as great as
1: that is of topic you'd think. It
2: it is. And it's something I don't like tell everybody. (laughs) The reason being is because, you know, sanity, people don't, you know, people think of hearing voices as something that's insane, but spiritually you can also hear the voice of, you know, your spirit guides or things like that. And so I don't talk about it too much with uh, everybody, lay people, but, you know, the moment after I, had created Brianna, um, you know, made the mistake of not using contraception. And then I had a voice in my head, say, you're pregnant. And I had a positive pregnancy test at four weeks, which is also unheard of. And they didn't want to see me until eight weeks, but I have a genetic blood clotting disorder. And I knew that I had a problem and I needed it checked out. So I knew ahead of time. And also I went to see a medicine man during a ceremony, and he was doing an energy thing on me. And he knew I was pregnant, too, very shortly and maybe a couple weeks into my pregnancy with Brianna. So for her and me, there's this, like, soul connection because, you it's know, like I was we told reacted. the moment I, like, the moment her soul was placed in my womb, I knew she was there.
1: Could just be me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Could just be that big of a personality. <laughs> <But> <laughs> knock, so, knock. Hello. I don't know. I think it takes one to make one. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, I That's beautiful. That's but very beautiful. There's just like a vibe with mom. It's just like, and my, like, what I think is crazy is that my sister recognizes it where she, we all love each other the same. There is no difference. It's just the way that we connect. In a level with our minds, sometimes is just like we're on the same wavelength in a
0: whole nother way. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes that's annoying, you know. Yeah, that too. Right, mm-hmm. it can cause frustration. We can
1: be really frustrated by like the sameness. I think mm-hmm. sometimes
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the mirror very true. effect. Yeah, that's but very true.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love 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 that you think that there's so many different types of soulmates because. I truly believe that. I think, well, duh, it came from her, probably. <laughs> I mean, it just resonates with me so much in my life, like, because you've always taught me that, that there are people in our life, like, Tyra's talked about this, I feel like, in the podcast before, where we have people who come into our lives for a certain period. And, you know, you've also talked to me about, you know, people being in your life that might not be good soul connections either and like that karmic balance and battle that you have between your souls in that time and it's just like with oh. me and my
2: stepdad for example yeah sure yeah like the medicine lady told me like that we've reincarnated together frequently and that he's always like my enemy my my nemesis in my life He he's your ganon for all
1: those who play zelda that's all I can think of when oh, I, I think even of your know stepdad. The reference, but. I know, but others will enjoy. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, like
2: um, we have made our peace in this lifetime, but yeah. she said his soul and his journey, he's still not learning the lessons he needs to learn. So, for whereas I'm evolving on my journey, he doesn't. He's right. staying. Yeah. Right,
1: right. No, I hope, I hope. The best for everybody's soul. I hope everybody
0: can get through their challenges, but it'd be hard. <laughs> it'd be yeah. hard out here, but would you rather lose all your memories or never be able to make new ones?
2: Oh, that's a hard question I thought about. Um there's plenty of memories I don't really care about, so I don't <laughs> mind getting rid of them. But then again, I mean there's plenty I do not want to get rid of, but I thought, you know, I have, if it happened right now in this time of my life, I have grandkids coming up and things like that. So I'd rather make new memories with them and remember them than not be able to remember who they are.
0: Very true. So I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it would just
1: be like, we, we just, you know, it's not like you don't have your journals and And home movies and And you guys can tell me the (laughs)
2: The internet. Plenty of social tell me exactly
1: who i was but but i think it would be really interesting to see that too like um what your life would turn out like if you just like became
2: like became where you you are right now i'm having early onset alzheimer's you know and i'm (laughs) like if that were the case and i suddenly became you know lost my memories yeah that I think that I'd suck. rather lose that my suck. old memories yeah. and still retain my short-term memory.
0: Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Very good point.
1: Yeah. No, for sure. And and that question always brings me to, like, this next question. If you restarted your life from the beginning, would you end up in the same place, like, had you known?
2: What I know now. What you know now. No, I definitely wouldn't. I probably would have gone further. I wouldn't have had kids at the age that I had kids. I would, I, yeah, I would have gone further with my education and I would have started out in a better footing than I started in this life. Like, yeah, but that's, that's if I apply what I know right. now to then, but then does that mean I don't have you guys as my children and don't have, you know Right. I mean, that's so I guess just... the next
1: question is, would you?
2: No, I, I mean, no, I don't think so because yeah, you always wish you had a better life or had a better experience, but then, they each life has their own problems. Like I would have a whole nother set of problems. So very what's true. It? I know. what if they
0: were worse than what you have right. now? exactly.
2: You don't know what you'd have.
0: Yeah, I've already
2: gotten through that shit. You know, I'm still getting shit thrown at me. You know, right. life-wise. Yeah, but very true. There's plenty of tower moments still <laughs> happening. But I just, I have a, I just don't let it. Phase me or don't let it upset me because I like you just gotta keep rolling with the punches.
0: And what mm-hmm. I like a lot, like with the tower moments, I think you always have death moments though. With the oh, tower, death they all. follow yeah. so hand in hand, it's so weird. At least for us, I've had I feel strength
2: like... four times in the last like week and a half.
0: Wow, <laughs> I got it again
2: today. I'm like, but I also had death over the last couple weeks twice, mm-hmm. but strength both reverse and, and upright. It was upright today, but I'm like death yeah i keep and towers not showing up as much anymore now it's death mm-hmm. yeah
1: mm-hmm. i haven't gotten either in a long time yeah. now i'm getting the chariot a whole bunch i was getting that
2: a couple of months ago a yeah. whole
1: bunch yeah. came out in but. a celtic cross but yeah we're, we we could talk about tarot all day guys mm-hmm. another episode another episode
0: <laughs> what are the current priorities in this season of your life and why
2: um, it feels like relaxation is my number one priority <laughs> these days. Really, I'm a procrastinator like nobody's business. I wish my creativity and my art were one of my priorities. It somewhat is. It's just that I get into these slumps of being lazy. And uh, so obviously, relaxation is number one. <laughs> like re- rejuvenating after work kind of thing. Like although I've been taking some Massive vacation time over the summer, so that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's number one. But, um, um priority wise, always is just making money paying bills, I think is never going to change. That's always going to be a priority. I know. Um, but I don't know what else my priorities are, like just. I think my priorities I have in my mind that I need to do is better at my fitness which is you know getting my dog and stuff and trying to be more active and going out and doing things more with him is a way to be more active for myself because fitness has kind of gone by the wayside a bit so I know that it's on my mind to be more fit and more healthy and yeah covid did a number on me on <sighs> everybody right yeah so priority wise just mental health I think is another big one, you know, paying attention to my mental health. And I, that, that's been kind of one of my priorities for the last, at least last three years, primarily after my breakup with my husband, like that's where I started going to therapy, journaling more often, Mm -hmm. almost daily there for a while. It was daily. It's not daily anymore, but you know, mental health is the number one too. I was just going to say that, you know, Part of, you know,
1: you say you feel lazier and stuff, but then we also talked about the fact that you're having these death moments Mm. with the tarot where you're going through a rebirth, Mm. you know, that's exhausting. It's, and, you know, it's been a kind of rough few years. Not only were we going through COVID, but me and you were going through the eclipses the last two Mm. years before this.
2: It was the roughest of our relationship for a it while. It was,
1: but we're mm-hmm. complementary signs at the opposite mm-hmm. ends with eclipses going on mm-hmm. in both of our like important houses. Right. Yours was the 12th, mine is the 1st, and yeah. so it's just it was a lot of
2: they're adjacent houses though, which is interesting.
1: Adjacent? Well, they're
2: next to each other, 1st and 12th. Third.
1: Oh, I know our houses. Yes, yeah. and then being opposite sides. Very cool. But I just feel like you going through that moment, it's exhausting. And sometimes Mm -hmm. the creativity doesn't flow as well when you feel like you're having to creatively redo yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I was curious too, this is like a bigger question I feel like, but what was it like deciding to leave everything you knew in Wisconsin? And move here to Alaska, especially with, like, two little girls.
2: Well, there were issues happening in Wisconsin at the time with your biological dad, birth dad, and I was kind of living for... He was on house arrest at your grandparents' house, and I would bring you guys to visit him, and I was driving you guys to and from getting babysat and just going to work and just living, like, existing and Mm -hmm. bringing you know, I was, there's just so much about family, especially on his side of you guys were everybody's first grandchild. And so you were just like these little centers of attention for everybody. And I was just kind of like providing you to everybody and not really living for myself. And there was a lot of stuff going down with your dad. And I just was like, had met your stepdad jake online just as friends and we got to talking and talking more and the more we talked the more we wanted to meet and he came down to meet or for his sister's graduation so then we met and i had never really considered actually moving to alaska i'd always wanted to but i'd never really put the real thought that i could actually do it until i met him and then it was like two weeks later i put in my notice and was like i'm gonna move to alaska um, so you decided I decided in two weeks after meeting him within two weeks, I put in my notice and packed everything. Like I, I, well, we had been talking since October. We met in February, but we had been talking regularly since October and this was May. So it wasn't two weeks that I'd known him two weeks no, of physically meeting him
1: two weeks after meeting him. And then you were just like, yep, I'm going.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. crazy. So I, uh, I packed what I needed for camping in the car and sold everything else or burned it or gave it away mm. and then left with your dad's sister and away we went. And I'd never been beyond seven hours from home up until that point. Wow. And no, i never.
1: Seven hours probably in one direction? In
2: one direction, I don't even know if it's seven hours from here to camp in Ontario.
1: I don't know. It's long. Yeah. (laughs) Holy crap. But
2: not from here, but from home.
1: Right. Right. Yeah.
2: But, um, and then when we got up here, Jake had nowhere. He was, he was considering coming to Wisconsin because I said I wouldn't go to Alaska. (gasps) So he was camping in a tent. So we camped in a tent for three and a half months or two and a half months before we got an apartment. And then we were sleeping on the floor on air mattresses for a while. And then
1: not even yeah. you were on your sleeping bag for a right. while. We but you home. guys had air mattresses.
2: We had stuff. mattresses. Yeah. Right. And then eating off of like, um, milk cartons and mm-hmm. like milk yeah. crates. I mean, and like, and we finally got little pieces of furniture here and there and made our life. Yeah. And, That's
0: yeah,
2: crazy. It was, uh, And I was, what, 24, maybe? Yeah, because
1: I was three, four.
2: You were three. Brianna, Kaylee was two.
1: Yep, so I was three, so
0: you're
2: 24. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So your guys' age.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no shit. I couldn't imagine.
2: Living homeless with two babies. Exactly, yeah, I couldn't imagine With a two- and a three-year-old.
0: With I mean and I mean working, and right working, going and you had known work. Jake I mean to me it's such a crazy short period of time such in, a a sense, crazy in a sense in a sense not saying but right. you obviously had felt a connection with well, this Well yeah man. we
2: started talking in October yeah. and met in May we've been talking and writing letters for that long. Yeah yeah but that's still yeah. not a year. No but still no
0: and like I said you had must have had this crazy but people connection. jump into that yeah. faster
2: than that though. Yeah things people don't talk before they end up doing that kind of stuff. Like we talked and wrote letters for months before we actually had a physical relationship. So it was like, it reminded me of grandma and grandpa Seagraves who met in the war on grant when grandpa was on leave. And then they wrote letters and then yeah. they got yeah. married that way. He that's sent her money true. and said, go buy yourself a rock. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how he that's how he proposed. To her. And then got so married cute. as soon as they got I love that. off the ship.
1: Yeah. Tell them, Tell him about what he said when he first saw her to his mates or whatever.
2: Oh, he was at a bar restaurant grandma was a waitress at and he was back on leave and he saw her and he told his buddies, I'm going to marry that girl. And his buddies like, you haven't even talked to that girl.
0: (laughs) And he did. He married her. That's cool. I love that. That's crazy. That's crazy to think about what love was like back then.
1: That one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah. That was crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. How do you cope when things get hard?
2: Well, I just kind of internalize it and try to stuff it down and not react to it and not get emotional about it because there's no point because it's, you got to just roll with the punches. Like you can't, you can't waste your energy getting frustrated over shit that's being thrown at you because it does, you know, good. You just get more upset for it shit you can't control. So yeah. it's like, why, why bother getting worked up about it? It's not going to do you any good other than frustrate you and get you nowhere and get you depressed and upset. So I just kind of like take a deep breath, <laughs> and like, you know, like with my Jeep, my friggin' air suspension and all this stuff that costs so much money. I'm just like, okay, it's great. And here goes my, my, uh, all my credit limits or thank goodness I have good credit limits but, but yeah. there goes my friggin' balances up right. in the sky right. yeah. and it's frustrating and I don't and it's just like but I, I just have to like you know not let it get to me because it's gonna be what it's gonna be mm-hmm. so it's not you know why get upset I used to get a lot more upset and frustrated and cry and worry and just you know didn't get me anywhere of course I wasn't medicated then you
0: know. <laughs> I feel that <laughs>
1: Yeah, Uh, I feel like you have had such a wild life, like, you have been, you know so many people from, like, so many things and Mm. walks of life, and so, like, I I wanted to ask how you felt about where you grew up, Mm. but also, like, it's just funny to me, the amount of people you know that came out of that town and did something with their life, it's, you know,
2: um, what
0: was your hometown called again?
2: Webster, Wisconsin, more or less. I mean, we're from Derryland, but I, then I, we moved down to Webster. Um, Webster, Wisconsin, 623 people is what it was when I graduated high school and I had like a class of 56 kids and that was three towns in one made up that class, Danbury, Dairyland, and, and Webster all went to the one high school, but we had different elementary schools. Um, and it's, as you can imagine, 623 people is not a lot and granted it's in the lower 48. So you have more population around you, but it's extremely rural. You know, we call it's Burnett County, Wisconsin, and it's above the twin cities of Minneapolis, St. Paul by about two and a half hours. And it's rural woodlands, hunting, fishing country with, you know, a lot of bars. There's bars everywhere you go it is like probably Wisconsin is second to none in binge drinking and bars. And, um, it's the economy is really poor. There's a lot of welfare. There's a lot of drugs, the casinos provide a lot of the employment, but uh, outside of the uh, casinos being there, you know, other than maybe construction and, um, just your basic hospitality, there's not much work, you know, there's not big hospitals. There's one big hospital, but it's over in Grantsburg and it's not really big by any means. And, So the work is not great and that wages are not great. And it's kind of like, I guess I described it kind of as the armpit of Wisconsin, (laughs) but at the same time, it's not like it's at the same time. It's also beautiful with nature and woods and lakes and fishing and not so much hiking, but there's a lot of snow machining and well, what they call snowmobiling down there. And, um, there's a lot of, uh, boating and lake access and things like that and camping and that kind of stuff that's that in hunting that we grew up doing that's you know something that's keeps everybody together it's their social you know it's the way they survive but it also it's like our camaraderie the things that brings us together yeah yeah a lot of native influence too because there's reservations around so there's a lot of native american influence and um experience around us too, which brings its own issues a lot, like Alaska has in the bush communities, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of drugs and alcohol are throughout the poor communities, both white and native there, you know.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I feel like, in a way, it's, it still is Burnout County, but being That's because from it's the
2: Burnout highest meth county. Use, county meth use in the whole Jesus Lord. Wisconsin. Oh my god. Oh, god yeah. damn. That's why we call it that. It is one of the uh, highest. I it's like it was Houston, just a fun... it's like the valley.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's like the
2: same Houston, Big Lake area kind of yeah. willow. Except not. No, we have the highest. No, I know. Oh.
1: I just meant like it's very, it's different kind of place. Oh, it all. is. Yeah. Sure, sure. No, I mean, it's like equ- equitable, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But I was going to say that I feel like when you come from a place like Burnout County, you know, when you do make it out, I feel like the life you live is so spectacular. I mean, like, think about yeah. the life you live here in Alaska. And, mm-hmm. like, you don't, know, I mean, growing up, we went on so many camping trips. I feel like I told people that my childhood was just a million different people's vacations
0: you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right, yeah.
1: Yeah, you ever feel that way? No.
0: No? Oh, <laughs> no. you didn't go camping as much? No, I did not. Not for really. you're older? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, so we didn't do much of that. Oh. In a weird way. Your I don't siblings know. take you, that's cute, though. But my stepdad was very into hunting and fishing, though, at the same time, but I don't, like, I don't know, I mean, like, I can label a few but I never went to Denali it was always we were more ocean bound if that made sense we were always going out of like Whittier oh okay, okay. I don't remember us ever going north because we always yeah. want to be fishing and boating right. so that's pretty much what I see and I never did that stuff <laughs> yeah you guys were more that in the was woods. a big
2: thing that you know drew dad and I together too is that we both liked that kind of stuff I grew up camping and yeah not so much hiking and stuff that was more what dad wanted to do that I got into because of him, dad mm-hmm. being Jake, but um, I I never ended up getting you guys into hunting, which bothers me a bit. But up here, because we didn't really hunt, but and shooting guns and and archery, bow and arrow. But mm-hmm. I uh, am glad that we got you camping and got you hiking and backpacking fishing and, and fishing because and boating like canoeing and kayaking because you know, that's all stuff that you can do now yourself that you can Uh start a fire and feed yourself and you know how to handle yourself in the woods and you know, you know, like, like you were saying, I used to quiz you on plants that, or Kaylee was saying, I used to quiz you guys on plants and stuff in the (laughs) woods when we were out camping. So you knew what to eat and what you couldn't eat and.
1: I can recognize berries medicine? that are definitely not edible. I don't know what they are, but for some reason, I'll be like, you guys can't eat those ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I just remember because, like, the ones who, especially, like, I feel like anything that has a creamy type berry, don't eat that shit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but, and no, anyway, yeah, I feel like you definitely did. And I was telling in another episode how you would you were really like, have us respect the nature as well. Mm-hmm. It was a huge thing. Like don't hate well, the trees.
2: And well, I grew up with native influences and, and native spirituality, which the earth is to be respected. And, and when you're gathering medicine, you know, you find the plant that you feel is the grandmother plant and you put out tobacco and you ask for permission to gather that plant. And you ask for permission to, you put out tobacco and you give thanks for whatever fish that you catch and you You know, respect the bounty that earth gives you and are thankful for what you get. And, Mm -hmm. you know, what you put out there brings back to you, you know, threefold over. Right,
0: right. Where did you get your Native American background? I mean, I know growing up there, but...
2: We thought that my grandfather who raised my mother was her dad. And he had a background of possible Cherokee. Um, This is Grandpa Seagraves. Yeah. And then, um, and then we all
0: thought this so for, a long all thought
2: time. That for a long time, but we also just grandpa and grandma lived that kind of lifestyle and respected the Ameri- Native American people and way of life and, and venerated it in a way. And then we had, we lived in amongst the reservations of, uh, and had grew up and went to high school with native people, Ojibwe Anishinaabe people. And we were friends and family with them and also, so they influenced us, but we had friends that were Lakota and, you know, we, I was, uh, taught by him for a while that Lakota. So that's, um, another influence we had. And so we just lived that way. We, that was our spirituality and our belief system.
0: Wow. And
2: so that's how we chose to be. And even though grandma, grandma was raised Lutheran and grandpa was raised Baptist, they just found a, a that that that's resonated within them and that that's how they wanted to be and raise their kids. And so my grandpa had a native name and, you know, he had a, you know, my, my teacher, he did stuff for his funeral and stuff like that and like got him ready for when he was passing away and things like that. And he had, you know, he had an affinity with bears. Bears would come around and hang out by him. And like, (laughs) like we had just, you know, he had his spiritual stuff that, his connections with nature and things were important to him, and it just b- became important to us through that lifestyle that they led.
0: Was Brianna his first great grandkid? Mm-hmm. Technically, right? Yes. And I was just
1: thinking about something that kind of gave me a little bit of chills. I got chills too because I forgot that he had. Like I know he had, he thought powerful about bears, but like I forgot that, like we called it an affinity for bears and stuff because grandma Dawn and you and whoever told you guys this had always said that like We're my, not that my medicine is bear medicine. At least mm-hmm. I don't know about all of us,
2: but yeah. yeah, I think we all carry it and it's like, uh, I don't know why, but like, like grandpa had a little bear that, that whose mom a bear got killed or something and ran off or something during the training dog training. They, they run bears back home so they train dogs and sometimes cubs get separated or the mom ends up dying for whatever reason anyways we raised him kinda he was in a tree in my grandpa's yard and like i used to talk to him he'd come down and eat out of my hand and stuff and like when i was a baby in canada when we were camping there was two cubs that Got uh, separated from their mom and their mom got killed, and so that's how I got weaned off the bottle. That was more important to feed the baby bears my formula than it was to mm-hmm. feed me. Mm-hmm. So I learned to not. Yeah, that's how my baby bears got fed my bottles while we were up there for two and a half weeks Holy to survive, shit. and I no longer had a bottle.
0: Oh my god!
2: Yeah, that's that's, what that's some them.
0: wild shit. Dude. That's how they did Ontario as a whole. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait to go. Yeah, I hope that's like a dream. To- <laughs> space for grandma There's says a it lot breaks, breaks. yeah uh, so yeah that would be fucking crazy yeah, and a... i would enjoy that and i cannot wait to go into more of that because mm-hmm. i know some crazy shit happens up there next season so that's what i'm <laughs> yeah. really excited to know more mm-hmm. but speaking of animals i feel like and like maybe speaking because you had mentioned that mom deems her son as a coyote yeah i would oh, yeah. can i can we go in that for like a real quick second because that's really intrigues me Okay. So, um, like, I guess, why do you feel that way?
2: So the son they're talking about, I had a miscarriage on Christmas day of 1994.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. And that was a boy. Um, I had a spiritual experience. Um, I guess I was thinking the spirituality stuff. This goes into a lot of spirituality, this question. So like, Uh, I was told why I was had my, why I had my miscarriage at the time. I didn't know about the the disorder I mentioned earlier, the genetic clotting disorder. And so I was meditating and trying to find out, you know, I wanted answers from spirit why I had had this miscarriage and spirit told me that my pregnancy had awoken a disease in my body that I was, my son was given a choice to stay or to go. And he was shown to me with a Eagle dancer, My son was half native. That's also another influence for me, Um, and that Eagle Dancer showed me my son, and they told me that he had a choice that if that the the medicine would people would not medical people would not know about my disorder until it was too late that I would give birth, but I would die in childbirth, and so he his spirit was given a choice to stay or to go because if he were to go, I would survive, and so he chose to go back. Is what I was told. And so two weeks later, I ended up in the hospital with blood clots throughout my legs after my miscarriage. They still never told me that I had this blood clotting disorder. Um, So later, I had had a uh, sweat lodge where I invited my ex, who I had had the baby with, to come sweat with us. And he had never been, I had never sweat and had ceremony with him before in, in the Lakota lodge of my night teacher's lot, lodge. And he sang a song that came down from his family. And during that time I had sensed a coyote coming up and this is all spiritually like in your mind's eye, you know, I sensed a coyote coming through the back door of the lodge. And when he came in, he was my son and he sat down and he listened to the story and then later, I was driving down the highway with Brianna and Kaylee in uh, my van, and a coyote was sitting on the side of the road, and I stopped the car and got out and talked to it, and it just stood there and ta- let, let me speak to it, and I just had the sense that it was the spirit of my son, like, was listening, and as soon as I questioned myself why I'm crazy and standing on the side of the road talking to a coyote, um, he got up, he looked at me funny and got up and walked away. <laughs> and then i got in the car and as i was driving i had a vision of my of a warrior with a coyote headdress and black um, band across his eyes and he said it's been a long time since someone recognized me truly for what i am and then i talked to my teacher about it and he was saying like you know spirits shows themselves to you at a, at an age you can understand and on, and like in a way that you can kind of connect to them, but t- their spirit is timeless and ageless and is not like, you know, the size of my son when they showed me my son or the size of my son when he came into the, to the sweat lodge. But, um, so that's why I equate it with that. But also that my medicine is, is trickster medicine is backwards medicine. Like we're contrary people. My teacher was a Hayoka and, uh, that's why I equate his spirit with a coyote. And we did see a coyote the other day when we were yeah. out. That's what lake. she mentioned yeah. last up.
0: Sorry not like, I got tears in my eyes. Oh, that was beautiful. I haven't, <laughs> seen a, I
2: haven't seen a coyote in a oh, long, long time. That was, that was beautiful. Just no. like
0: how I think you mentioned. It took just, my breath away when I saw oh, that coyote. Mm-hmm. That was beautiful. I think it's cool to think of spirit, whatever. They, they're going to perform, come into the scene wherever you're seeing them as what is most, like.
2: Understandable for you. For
0: you, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so that's really cool. Definitely. That's really super cool. That was beautiful. And thank you, mm-hmm. Carrie, for sharing that because mm-hmm. that was awesome. I hope everybody else got chills. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I definitely did.
2: And so going into just a segue for part of that is where I was told I was pregnant with Brianna and quick enough that I could do something about it. And two weeks before I got, or two months before I got pregnant with Brianna, a lady saw me at a Tanger Outlet mall down in, in near Minneapolis in South North branch, or I guess it's what it's called. I think yeah. North branch. <clears throat> anyway. And I was frustrated because my one leg is bigger than the other because of the edema from my blood clots. And I was trying to buy Levi's at a Levi's outlet store. And she asked me specifically had, I had blood clots and I said, yeah. And she asked me if I'd been tested for APS. I didn't know what that was. And it's antiphospholipid syndrome. But for years we thought that's what I had because when I got pregnant with Brianna, they told me, she said, if you ever get pregnant again, you need to get tested and you need to be on, you need to be put on, um, blood thinners.
1: Yeah. Wow. And
2: so when I got pregnant with Brianna and I knew early, I demanded a test and I had to fight for it. And I came back positive at the time, but It turned out I actually had a different disorder. It's just that those elevated things were positive. Those levels in my blood were elevated at the time. So they treated me correctly by giving me blood thinners. And I was able to have Brianna and Kaylee because of that.
0: That's crazy shit. Just meeting somebody. Random ass woman. That just questioned.
2: And I I had to fight and demand the test. They didn't want to give it to me. Oh my God. And I was a week later after getting a positive pregnancy test with Brianna demanding to be seen. They didn't want to see me till eight weeks, and I said, "I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be in trouble before then." And yeah. I was in the hospital a week later. And, and you're like, "God
0: damn it, I'm having this fucking kid!"
2: Right. Because I was like, "If I have to have blood thinners to save my life and my baby's life, I need to start now." No shit. And I yeah. was right. I had wow. to. I was, yeah. That's so that I believe crazy. was all a spiritual influence. Oh, that totally. That yeah. To be, yeah.
0: Exactly. Which I
2: also influences, you know.
0: It. Yeah. You know, no the, coincidences there, man. No. Which also
2: puts together, you know, the 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 heaviness of Brianna being told I'm pregnant with her and everything is it like, it all flows together.
0: Yeah. That's for damn sure. That was fucking crazy. Yeah. You had a crazy time of life around then. Yeah, totally. That was a crazy season for you.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I was wondering how I really, I feel like I know the answer to this, but I love that answer. So I'm just going to ask anyways, how are your children like you?
2: You're like the younger me in that you're very, um, you voice yourself and your opinions and your beliefs openly and broadly and without regret to, you know, you like live your, you you show yourself, I don't know about no regret, but like you, you are yourself. Whether somebody yes, likes it or not, yes. like you don't give a shit. Is it whether
0: unapologetically, unapologetically
2: yourself? yourself, like, and you you have a fierce mm-hmm. belief system that you don't mind telling people about. You have like a soapbox moments at times where you get up on your business and you tell it like it is and why you think it is that way or whatever mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, or you're mm-hmm. and your strong and opinions, strong opinions, and you're also witchy and into you know the different things like tarot and and the wheel of seasons and all of that and and not so much wicca but like you know just elemental kind of mm-hmm. magic and yeah. belief systems and stuff like that like I was um and journaling things like that you're like me and Kaylee I feel is like the older me more tempered less less up on a like she's also very strong voice though she's not afraid to be who she is and she's not afraid to talk about whatever but she's like less in your face at, than you than I was when I was younger and then you are too like less she's more calming yeah. and less mm-hmm. emotional she's more logical and I feel like I got to be more of that as I was older mm-hmm. and more balanced out through my own just through experiencing life and stuff and she's ended up that way right away I don't know what she'll be like when she's older but- <laughs> just came out more gentler than us she's less fiery yeah totally 100 yeah maybe it's the water sign it's the water I'm, it's I'm she's got yeah. so
0: many
1: Pisces I'm an and earth sign like so maybe that.
2: there's more I have more steadfast and calmness and stubbornness too but like I just feel like you're both versions of me like my mom always said one day I hope you have a daughter just like you
1: I Got you <laughs> two different kinds. I yeah. love it. Two sides of one coin is how I've always felt. Yeah. Like we were me and Kaylee. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, Ying and yang. Yeah. She told me the other day. <laughs> oh god. She told me the other day that if she, it was it was she always says that Kaylee, she like tells people that she lucked out that I was born first. Because I was a relatively very easy going sister, older sister. You're always like, oh, yeah.
2: "Here, Kaylee. Here, K-, catered to her all the time. Yep.
1: Yeah, Kaylee had a good and
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, mostly when they were teenagers. I was the well. There was a
1: couple. Yeah, there was a couple things.
2: <laughs> but for the most part, you babied her. Yeah, um, and
1: so, but she told me she's like, "Nah, if it was, she said you were always like so much more goofier." Than I was, and you were just an odd ball that <laughs> I could just kind of roll my eyes and laugh at. But if I was the older sister, oh, I would have made so much fun of you. I would have been mean to you. And I was like,
0: ah, I could so see that though. Made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> would Why? not be a good older sister. I love that.
1: But she, to everyone but me, Oh, she would. she's oh. a great older sister to Mike and Marshall. Yeah, she is, isn't she?
0: <laughs> oh, but
2: then but you grew up closer, younger. Yeah, and but so, she's
0: a great older sister because she had you
2: as the influence. Could you imagine if Kaylee right, right, right. one to set the fucking rules to that shit? No, <laughs> right. she no. Would have been a little nasty. Yeah, well, can you imagine if Auntie Chelsea was the oldest? Oh, oh no, she mean. Oh yeah, no offense, no sister, but she was mean. Oh, can you imagine if you were the older one? Come oh on now. Well we, well, we all got our
0: roles to play. Right, that's right. I don't know. My Tiffany's fucking mean. She's mean. <laughs> so it's kind of. I'm more gentle. I'm sensitive. So you think if you were the older sister, it would have been, been more like me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. Well,
1: I mean, me and Kaylee. I I just think it's funny how you raised us too. We were just, it. it we were taught from like a really young age that it was just equal. It was things were equal.
0: You didn't ever make well, us feel. Well, your guys's age too. Things yeah. had to be equal in that sense. You mm-hmm. didn't have kids seven, eight years apart like my mom did. Yeah, they're yeah. only fifteen so months apart. Literally, it was very equal. Yeah, so she tra- She treated us more like twins than
1: anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. we wore the same outfits but with different colors. Yeah. Like oh, I love that. We'd have our
0: hair the same way. <laughs> With the same hair beads, which and is things. so crazy to think of, Kaylee literally being your polar opposite. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
0: everything is opposite. When they were
2: little, they were Matty Matty. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, from down from her hair to her length, to, people like, would ask if we were twins all the time when we were younger. Yeah, yeah. and then
2: all of a sudden they hit puberty and it went, Whoop!
0: yeah, <laughs> Kaylee grew. And so what was much funny is you
2: were me. in the ninetieth percentile of height your whole time until you hit puberty and stopped. Stop. Oh, that's crazy. I was supposed to be like five five.
0: Damn. At least. Yeah. All right, 5'2 for life. 5'3 Oh. And five a two. half. <laughs> I, it's
1: actually 5'3 three and three quarters. Oh, Lord. That's what they tell. I, I you know, I wouldn't say I split it. Split
2: that hair. I, I wouldn't
1: say it if it they wasn't what it. they told me every time. <laughs> They're like, "Wow, you're exactly five and three quarters," and I'm like, "Yes, I know." Thank she's you. She's the
2: shortest one in the family.
1: I
0: am. Oh my god! Except
2: for the, I am. my great grandma was like five four nine. Yeah, was well, she? Four she's eleven. Oldest alive in the
0: family. Uh, oldest yeah. alive. Youngest. Uh, yeah, shortest, like, shortest alive. Yeah. <laughs> oldest <laughs> alive. <laughs> I'm the oldest alive. I'm I'm the. Yeah, yeah. That was a good one. I was. No. A, Good one. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay, so I guess we're gonna kind of go a little bit like funny with this one—not funny, but not so personal, I guess. Yeah. Um, three people that are alive or dead that you would go to dinner with right now.
2: First of all, Johnny Depp, cause he hot. <laughs> <laughs> not only that, but I just really dig his vibe. Like his oh, yeah. vibe is just you guys mega vibe so I would totally get along with him. So anyway. hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I thought. <laughs> There's so many to choose from. I just flew by the top of my head when I said uh, Joan of Arc because, like, I was impressed by what she did in her life in the face of adversity and, like, how she put her life on the line and fought, like, she did. Like, that would be crazy to learn, like, about her life. And then let's see, I don't know. The other one I chose, I said Napoleon, but I only said that because when I was young, I had this for, I don't know if it was a past life thing, but I was so like intrigued by Napoleon for whatever reason, that whole time frame and that whole, the war during that time and his wife, Josephine, everything about their life just intrigued me for some reason. And so I think I would probably want to meet with, Maybe Napoleon, I don't know. I don't know why necessarily, just yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, what do you think one of your first questions to each of them would be?
2: Oof. Um
0: I mean how else do you react to Johnny Depp besides Hi you uh, beautiful sexy man?
2: Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> what do you think of I me? Think I,
2: <laughs> oh my
0: god,
1: no. Uh, no, I wouldn't
2: want to know. Um uh, I think I would probably ask them what's a piece of advice they would give. On. Yeah. a um, love that. That they've learned up until that point in their life. Like what would be the something they'd want to impart on me, their knowledge of experience? What would yeah. they give me? That'd be fun. That'd be the perfect question. Yeah. We like that question too <sighs> here.
1: Um, I was wondering that along that same kind of lines, like advice, but, Um, One thing I guess I was thinking was, what is something that you had to learn? What's a lesson, like a life lesson you had to learn the hard way?
2: That people are going to do what they want and be who they want. You can't make them or force them or no matter how much you might want them to act a certain way or react a certain way to you, that they are their own people. And like, if they want to be your friend, they'll be your friend. If they want to hang out, they'll hang out. If they want to, you know, do something, they will. Like you can't force them into the box that you wish you, you want them to be in. Like you have to learn that your expectations, like you can't put out these expectations on people and then expect them to to fulfill them when they are their own person, like
0: yeah, their own, you know, like people are going to change if they want to. They're going to do the what type they of like do. let them,
1: let, let them, them, be them, just let them do what they're going to do because they're going to do it anyways. Because
0: right. yeah. that's who they are, one hundred percent,
2: one hundred percent. And If they wanted to change, they would. Yeah, right. If they wanted if to. If they want to hang out with you, they will. If they want to be your friend, they will. If they want to, you know, they be a part of your life, life, they, they, they will. will. Right, hundred, hundred. Yeah. hundred
0: hundred all Like, around. you
2: can't force your relationships God, no. or your... God,
0: no. Yeah. yeah. And, like, don't waste your time doing that shit. Exactly. No. Don't waste your fucking time because it's right. going to drive you Give time to
2: those who give time to you. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yep. That's for fucking sure. Yeah. But that being
2: said, at the same time, I still maintain family relationships and stuff where people I don't give any time to, but then uh, no matter what, I'm always in it. If it needed to be, the time is there. Like
1: I think... That give your time to people who give time to you thing is more of an immediate
2: circle, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, whereas, not family. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, family and like people who live are farther tight, away yeah. but like are still in your heart. If there's an understanding, I think I'm in, not
2: good at keeping t- tabs on people, or like, like Kaylee is good about calling everybody, I don't do that. I'm no, not, not yeah, you just let them that.
1: come to you in yeah. a way, or if, yeah. But there's also an understanding there. Like I feel like in any good relationship, those aren't bad relationships Mm -hmm. just because you don't have them immediately there. It's just that you guys have an understanding that you can only give so much. And I think that's still important. Like give to whoever gives to you, but also give in a way that is respectful to and reciprocal to each other. Sure. So I definitely think that still fits. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, this next one kind of reminds me of, um, Cher for some reason. Oh. If I could turn back time. (laughs) Um, if you could turn back time, turn back the time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell her?
2: That no matter how bad life seems to suck, that, you know, that great things like you, you are like, you have greatness within you. You just don't realize it. You don't see it right now and that you're you're able to move forwards and you're stronger than you realize and the road's going to be bumpy, but, you know, you'll get through it and there's going to be a lot of good that comes from it. You just have to keep going. Like, don't let it take you down, you know?
0: That's beautiful. Definitely. That's beautiful because I think a lot of 18-year-olds need to hear that, too. Yeah, yeah
2: when I was eighteen, something that Brianna did mention was I did have. I'm gonna have to go there. Okay. Um, like uh, trigger eighteen year olds. Warning, yeah. yeah. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. Everybody.
1: If you don't want to hear about um, suicide, suicide or yeah. depression, then now is the time to stop listening.
2: Yeah. Well, when we were prepping for this, Brianna just asked me and reminded me about it, and you know, eighteen year olds. As I've gotten older, I realize you know kids are so wrapped up in their emotions and their hormones are raging and they're mm-hmm. so focused in self on their self and they mm-hmm. can't see outside of that and beyond that. And, and so everything can become so compounded. And so I don't even know at 18 what was wrong with me or where my brain was or why I was so upset. But at 18, I was sitting in my grand I wrote a, a suicide note and was sitting in my grandma's Uh, basement with a low my my shotgun that I had inherited from my other grandma loaded and in my mouth and I was going to end it all and I don't even know why because I can't remember the reasons why because just kids can get so emotional and so I always remember myself when I hear about other kids that are in that age that have that happen it's like you you don't realize Mm -hmm. what you're doing is a final act and that it's just a rash decision that you're thinking nothing else it was like you're not worth it's not worth staying around but i had a spiritual experience the only reason i'm here is i had this overwhelmingly light warmth overwhelmingly just loving feeling over me overcome me and just encompassed me completely. And I put everything away, shut up, shut everything down and put away the gun and unloaded it and went upstairs and I burned my suicide note. and I never told anybody that I even did that for many, many, many years. Wow. So I want to say like, you know, what I would tell my 18 year old self is that it's worthwhile of going, you know, like keep going because even if you think things are bad, like it's definitely worthwhile to keep living because it's. Life is, you're going to be amazed by what comes down the line. You just have to stick with living.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's for sure. Because that's like, I guess one thing, if I had to go back to like when I was probably like the darkest depressed in my life, you know, I think I would say probably the same things Mm -hmm. of, um, of just keep living, just keep Mm -hmm. going. There's so much, there's light again in the temple, tunnel, you know, there's so much more, so much more to live with. And see live for, see,
2: forward, yeah. live for and see, you know. Yep, and do and and, and, and do. you'll be an influence on people. You like like you guys put me up on this pedestal and stuff. But like here I am, if I wasn't here, you guys wouldn't have me in your life, for example.
0: Exactly, because you ended up having Brianna like three years later, after yeah. you had that thought. So mm-hmm. that's fucking nuts.
2: Yeah. And I don't remember if it was before or after my my experience of having a miscarriage. I I Right. I believe it was, I, I really don't know. I think it was after.
0: Honestly. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, but I think I'm that, that sure. would make the most sense to yeah. me. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Who, when you were younger, do you think was an early positive influence on your life?
2: Well, I didn't really emulate her become like her, but I always wanted to be like her was my, my cousin, Hannah in Denmark and Copenhagen. She, uh, was an international operator. She spoke seven languages. She would go on these backpacking trips all around Europe and the middle. East. Like she went through Vietnam and Mongolia and Egypt. And just, uh, back then there was no internet and she used to journal and she would send us her journals and letters, copies of her journals and letters. And so I always kept a travel journal. So did my mom. My mom influenced that too. But, um, I always wanted to be like her and have the ability to, travel and, and experience the world and and live like that. Even though I didn't get to do that, she, I wanted to be like her. You still got time? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You ain't dead yet. <laughs> no, I'm not
1: dead yet,
2: But like, so far I haven't lived like her. But yeah, she backpacked all over Europe and the Middle East. And different yeah, places. but you
1: picked up and left Wisconsin. True, so that and too. Went to that Alaska. too. Right.
2: right, like I had my own journey of, of yeah. doing that kind of thing, but Yeah, like, nobody else leaves that burnout county. Mm -hmm. Hardly anybody leaves.
0: Yeah, so that's special. Look at you, you badass. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're wrapping up to our last question. Our favorite. What is your best piece of advice for living?
2: Gosh, I think I've already said some of it. Like, um,
0: You had a theme.
1: (laughs) I had a
2: theme. Um, I think just be your genuine self. Like don't, don't, don't make yourself somebody else to fit someone's mold or version of you. Like be your own genuine person and don't be afraid to be genuinely you. Even if other people have a problem with you, you know, others, you'll be an influence for other people that it's like worthwhile to be honest and true and genuine to yourself and others that, you know, be real. Right. And don't be afraid to be real. Don't let let other people and other things influence who you are inside. Let your real light shine, you know? Like
0: yeah, absolutely yeah i think that's what i think me and brianna i said that on on one of mine yeah and i think it's just being an honest true person and then your your community your circle your Mm -hmm. village will find you as well and that's all we want around us you know Mm -hmm. i tell my therapist that all the time like i i'm very honest and that's all i would want out of my friends Mm -hmm. is just to be blunt please yeah yeah be blunt be blunt i might cry a little bit i'm so done (laughs) like i'm so done with games and like
1: emotional games Mm. and like I need to just I need the honesty
0: exactly exactly I agree I agree so just go into life honest always
1: yeah
0: well it has been such a pleasure to have you here
1: thank you for sharing with us
2: you're welcome thank you for having me
1: you're welcome I can't wait
0: to do another episode already (laughs)